0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your
1: host, Saul Marquez. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Saul Marquez here. Today I have a fascinating and interesting guest for you. His name is Dr. Tracy Gappin. He is the founder of Smart Men's Health and Sarasota Prostate Cancer. Dr. Gappin is a board-certified urologist and men's health expert focused on providing men a personalized path to optimizing health and performance. He offers epigenetic coaching, including state-of-the-art biometric monitoring, nutrition, and lifestyle intervention, and bioindividualized hormone optimization to help men optimize their potential. Dr. Gappin combines his extensive experience with cutting-edge technology to offer patients state-of-the-art care and compassion. He's been a true pioneer for innovation throughout his medical career, including being one of the first urologists to perform robotic surgery, as well as 3D MRI US-targeted Fusion biopsy for advanced prostate cancer detection, which has since become the standard of care. So it's uh, a privilege to have uh, Tracy on the podcast here today, and I'm looking forward to an exciting conversation with you, Tracy. Welcome. Hey, thanks all. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure. So, what got you into the medical sector, Tracy?
0: Yeah, I've actually uh, had, had a passion for medicine since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I was in fourth grade when I decided I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, we had to. Walk through a a heart diagram on the ground, uh, you know, walking through as if we were the blood flowing through the heart. And I immediately became fascinated with uh, the human body and anatomy. And so uh, at at, at fourth grade level, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Damn, Um, that's pretty early (laughs) on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I sure did. That's right. Now, um, I I also, my background is interesting because um, I think my, my passion for men's health actually really was founded when I was a kid. My parents divorced when I was very young, and um, my biological father was not really a part of my life growing up. Uh, he had some health issues as well. And so I, I learned kind of firsthand, I personally experienced how important it is uh, for a man to be you know, healthy, present, and engaged with the family as both a, a father and a husband and a leader. And so when I went into medicine, I, I don't think it was an accident that I, I, I chose men's health where I can actually help men optimize their health and, and you know, reach their full potential so that they can be you know, present and engaged for their
1: families and loved ones. Well, I think that's great. And I appreciate you sharing that story, Tracy. You know, it's, um, gosh, without health, you have nothing. Uh, it doesn't matter how big your bank account is. It doesn't matter how many friends you have. Without health, it really does not mean anything. And so love that you have such a hyper focus uh, in men's health. So I'm excited to dive into that a little bit further. Sure. What, uh, what would you say is a hot topic that needs to be on health leaders' minds, on men's minds as, uh, as, as it relates to your work? Sure. I, I think
0: in this day and age, we're really moving toward precision-based personalized medicine and, and, and really looking at epigenetics and how our genes are really intimately associated with our health, and how we can leverage those uh, uh, those genetic aspects and features of, of each of us individually to uh, improve and optimize our health.
1: So maybe you could dive into some of the things that you're doing. You know, it'd be it be great to 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 understand this better. Perhaps with some examples of how you're doing things differently and improving. Out. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, so let me give just a little bit of, of, of foundational kind of background for people who may not uh, fully understand uh, a lot of these, these words that I that I throw around so casually. Um, so our DNA is is basically our, our code, our human code that's in every single cell of our body. Uh, we have 46 chromosomes and our, our chromosomes are, are made of DNA and the DNA uh, create genes. And those genes in our chromosomes are what uh, dictate how we perform, how we function, um, how our, our our body produces muscle, how we we metabolize food, um, how we exercise, and, and so on. So, so every part of our body is defined by our DNA. What's really fascinating is that we have learned that we can actually affect the expression of our DNA by lifestyle. And so, what I mean by that is the DNA uh, codes for for how our body functions, but we can change that simply by how we eat, how we sleep, how we breathe, how we think, how we move, our toxins around us, how we, we uh, are exposed to various uh, uh, toxins and chemicals in our environment. So it's fascinating that all these things have a direct effect on uh, the genetic expression of our bodies, and we have control over that. And so I, I like to say that, that our DNA is not our destiny, and that we actually have the power to control the expression of our genes. You know, there's a a couple analogies I like to use for this. One of them is our DNA is is sheet music. So if you think of music and and it comes from sheet music, from from written notes, well, our DNA is basically the sheet music. It's the written notes. But you Mm -hmm. can imagine that that those notes can be played many different ways and you could change the way those notes are expressed. And so that's what I think is a really good analogy for for epigenetics. and, And that is really the science of how our environment and lifestyle directly affects the expression of our genes.
1: Well, I think it's super empowering, Tracy, to to hear you explain it. And listeners, I'm sure you're probably scratching your head and saying, hmm, really? It's kind of interesting. DNA is not our destiny. And we actually have the power to control the expression of our genes. So, So love this idea. And We'd love to hear you more, uh, like explain about some of the things that you do with your patients and 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 the people around you to help them use this message to empower their own lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it all starts with our genes. And uh, what I will do with my clients is I I take a, uh, my clients' uh, individual needs first. You know, understand what their their health concerns are, understand what what their challenges are, and what they're trying to accomplish and their goals and really understand their why, you know, I think, I think uh, a a key focus for us as clinicians really needs to, needs to be to to understand our patients or our our clients why. So I start with that. And then I take my client's genes, their, their entire genetic profile or or their blueprint to understand at, at, at a foundational level, the the basis for their health. And when I say that, to to put it very specifically, I look at genes that are intimately, directly related to nutrition, to how they metabolize fats or carbs or proteins. Their body's uh, hunger and satiety genes, which affect uh, when you're hungry or when you feel full. It affects um, your ability to metabolize certain micronutrients and, you know, which ones you might need, need to really focus on in terms of supplementation. I look at genes that are intimately tied to sleep. So one of the biggest problems I see in my clients, I think almost universally, is that, that men are not getting enough sleep. And sleep has been shown in several studies to have a direct, profound effect on our testosterone levels. And so a large portion of my practice is helping men, you know, with, with hormone optimization. And, and one of the key parts of that is sleep. And so there are specific genes that are tied to our circadian rhythm, to when we are supposed to wake up, when we're supposed to go to sleep, um, our ability to stay asleep, how long it takes us to fall asleep in terms of uh, certain uh, uh, nutritional uh, factors that may affect our sleep, for example, uh, like, like glutamate, uh, which is found in MSG. Uh, some people uh, don't metabolize glutamate as well as others. And, and, and your certain genes, your genes would show that, and that might be why you're not sleeping. Um, it may have to do with your melatonin production or your melatonin sensitivity. So, these are examples of, of just the nutrition and the sleep components of what I look at to help men optimize their health. And, you know, I look at seven main broad categories of genes uh, nutrition and sleep are the two big ones. Um, I look at hormones, I look at detox, I look at supplementation, I look at movement, and I look at stress. And each of these categories, each of these major areas of health are, are really intimately tied together. A lot of guys who I'll see in my practice will come in and they will have gone to the the T clinic, the, you know, the testosterone shot clinic down the street where they can spend 40 bucks and get a testosterone shot. And, and the problem with that is, is that's looking at one single, small, tiny little piece of the whole picture. And each of those seven major areas of health are all intimately tied together. And, it and it's a band-aid, right? Yeah, it's a Band-Aid. Exactly. It's a short, it's a short fix. And, and normally it does not fix the problem because it's a whole body. And, and I like to call it a systems-based approach or a whole body systems-based approach. And, and what I mean by that is the human body is complex and you cannot look at one single specific individual gene and, uh, or one specific testosterone level and make a decision on how to take care of a patient or how to optimize that person. You just can't. It's impossible. And mm-hmm. so you have to look at all the put together. It requires uh, you know, expertise. It, re- it requires judgment. It requires really understanding the patient, understanding the client, and, and, and knowing their needs and helping them get there.
1: Well, there's no doubt that um, this is enlightening information. And as we turn the corner in medicine and, and, and our, our capabilities to understand the, the deeper uh, aspects of our genetics, and, and, and we're empowered to, to make decisions like the ones you're, you're talking to us about, Tracy. It, it's, uh, it's really an inspiring place to be in, in history. Kudos to you for, for being at the forefront of it and helping the people you help with it. With, with every stride forward, I always say there's always a, a, a setback. I'd love if you could share a setback that you had, what you learned from that, and what, why it's made you better.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's a great question, Saul. Um, and and I, I appreciate you having me on here too. I, I really love talking about this stuff. Um, I, you know, it, it's interesting going back to to medical school. I, and, and I am answering your question here. I'm just taking a little bit of, of a segue for a second. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Going back to medical school, it's fascinating how um, medical school teaches disease model. And and what I mean by that is it teaches you how to treat a symptom or how to how to fix a disease. You know, either give mm-hmm. give medications, perform a surgery, perform a procedure. And and it's basically band aids. It's basically you know correcting the symptom until the next one comes along. And and there's no foundation. Yeah. There's no real deep understanding in in promoting wellness. And I know you've had uh, other doctors talking about this as well. Um, Pete Valenzuela, I think, was on your your, your show a couple of weeks ago. And he and I actually yes. were in the same medical school class together. At oh, were you really? I, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. And, uh, yeah, I love so, Pete.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. So yeah, we, we you know we're training disease model, and that's really what the, the medical foundation is uh, here in the U.S. And it's broken. It, it's flawed because we're never really addressing underlying problems, underlying problems of health. And, and you know, starting at that, at that root cause level and, and understanding how to optimize health before you, you run into a disease, before those problems come up. And so coming back to your question, I, I think when I started, you know, working as a physician outside of my residency program, you know, as a private practice physician, I was very blind, and and it was really all about just that. It was about fixing diseases, about giving you a prescription medication, you know, push you out the door. You get your ten minute visit, and I'll see you next time. And it's all about you know prescription medications and surgeries, and um and never really addressing the underlying problem. Some some guys would come in for for low testosterone, and and even back then, you know, we were so poorly educated on hormone optimization and testosterone that you know the the, the the reference range of two hundred and fifty to eleven hundred, which which is a total joke, <laughs> it's a whole separate topic. I would see a guy coming yeah. with a testosterone of two hundred and fifty five, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you're fine. You're just in the low end and all, but you're fine," you know. And and, and that was that was coming from my medical training through a, an actual urology residency program, six years of urology training, and I come out and 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 that's the the little knowledge yeah. that we really get. And and so through through some of my own health challenges that I experienced and 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 worked through the literature and and meetings and courses and textbooks and um, uh, podcasts and all this education that I have done over the last 10 years now, I I have a whole new understanding for truly optimizing health. And, And that's what it really needs to be about. It needs to be about, you know, not just getting to homeostasis, not just getting rid of disease, but actually optimizing and being at our best. And so so that's my mindset now. And so uh it, it's understanding things in really a completely different way than, than how they teach us in medical school. Yeah.
1: Tracy, I think it's uh it's definitely eye-opening. Appreciate you sharing your, your philosophy here. It's a philosophy, you know, and yeah. um yeah. and and your approach is is definitely inspiring. I, I um whenever I go to the gym and work out. I and and I'm and I'm struggling with a set, I I'll, I'll actually envision myself being 92. I don't know why, but 92. <laughs> actually, and you know, I started and I was like 82. And I'm like, you know what? Why can't I be 90 yes, doing that's this? That's right. Part? That's right. So I'm picturing myself being 92, doing some squats, and and it's empowering to me. You know, it's empowering to think that maybe yeah. I won't be squatting as much, but I'll still be doing it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, And it goes to your point, optimization, not homeostasis. Right. Exactly. And, and that's really the secret to longevity.
0: People looking for the fountain of youth. We have it right there in front of us. People just, just don't want to necessarily
1: uh, take it and grab it and go with it. So dear future centenarians, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like that. So, so Tracy, I mean, so what? what are, what's your vision? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna make it to a hundred? Are you gonna pass a hundred? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I sure hope so. I, I think that as we as we as society start to adopt all this, I hope that 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 will extend our our, our health span, you know, not just lifespan, but, I, but I like health span because, you know, I don't want to be 90 in a nursing home living to a hundred. I want to, yeah, I want to be playing yeah. tennis till I'm a hundred. I want to be playing golf till I'm a hundred. I want to be active and, and, and you know, engage with my friends and family and living. And so that's what it's really
1: all about. That is a, a much more meaningful term folks. Next time you think about your quote unquote lifespan, why don't you think about your health span? Yeah. That's what's really meaningful. Love that. That's Tracy. Right. Yeah, love man. that. What what would you say today is is one of your proudest experiences in healthcare, Tracy?
0: Yeah, I, I would say that I consider myself, a, I'm fairly humble, but I would say that I consider myself a pioneer and I'm always looking to kind of push the boundary, push the envelope. I'm proud of a couple accomplishments here locally in Sarasota, Florida. Back in 2006, a couple of years after I came to practice here, I, I was the first surgeon in the state of Florida to perform robotic surgery first urologist to perform a radical prostatectomy a robotic nice. prostatectomy uh, with a da vinci robot so I, I was proud of that that feat uh, that 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 accomplishment but then things really evolved in 2012 2013 where uh, th- there was a, a really rapid change in prostate cancer diagnosis and we started relying on using prostate mri and mri guided biopsies which is a, a technique where we can improve biopsy detection by uh, actually using image guidance. And up until then, it was a a blind approach, really, where we just kind of use ultrasound guidance to see the prostate and then randomly stick needles in the prostate, hoping to hit a cancer if it's even there. And so now we have MRI that can really show us the internal anatomy of the prostate and, and guide our biopsy. So I was a, definitely an early adopter of that technology. And, and back in 2013, I was really the first one in Sarasota to, to, to start using it. Um, and, and now over the last five years, uh, MRI-guided targeted biopsy has really become the standard of care almost everywhere now. So I'm really proud of that. Um, I was also the first urologist in Florida to perform HIFU, which is a high-intensity focused ultrasound. Hmm. And uh, that's a non-invasive prostate cancer treatment uh, that can Preserve uh, sexual function and preserve urinary function while still providing uh, good oncologic outcomes. So, uh, so yeah, so really cool stuff. And and now with with epigenetics, I feel like I'm definitely an early adopter in the medical field in terms of using epigenetics to to you know leverage our genetic potential. I like to say to really you know focus on optimizing health instead of just just getting rid of disease. And, and unfortunately, a, a lot of medical doctors are still not quite. Uh, jumping on the bandwagon yet they 're not quite adopting this philosophy, but I, I think eventually it will be very much more pervasive and much better understood by other physicians
1: well yeah that's a great point and 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 I think and interested to hear your thoughts too Tracy that a big detractor to to following this uh new way is the lack of payment models supporting it.
0: Yeah, you bring up a great point. Um, You know, the insurance model is so broken. It's uh, such a mess. And there's really, there's no incentive for uh, optimizing health. There's no incentive for promoting wellness. And uh, it's a real problem. And so, uh, unfortunately, uh, people who are more fortunate, who are wealthier, are going to have more access, unfortunately. And, And hopefully, as as this evolves, as there's more awareness, hopefully that will change and that there will be better insurance coverage for those who are less fortunate.
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely a a payer model uh, shift that needs to happen to support a broader, broader uptake. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. So, Hey, I'm, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for the people that you work with. Tell me a little bit more about an exciting project that you're working on.
0: Yeah, so I, I would uh, I would have to say that that this uh, this epigenetic coaching program that I'm working on is is the most exciting thing that I can think that I, uh, that I've done really in my career because it's a complete mind shift, it's a complete change in perspective, a change in in uh, like you said philosophy, and so I have developed an entire epigenetic uh, men's health coaching program. Uh, where I take men through, uh, through their genetics. Uh, I do a detailed uh, biometric uh, lab panel. I have various other, uh, like to say, toys, uh, uh, testing devices, and, and various biometric testing tools that I have in the office to, to get uh, really a, a baseline health assessment. And then I, I create a tailored, uh, bio-individualized, uh, personalized program for men. Where I I help them optimize, uh, and and that looks different for everyone. And that's really what you know precision based performance medicine is, or personalized medicine, yeah. you know whatever you want to call it. It's about individually looking at the client, understanding their particular genetics, their particular you know biochemistry, and tailoring the program around them. And not just not just telling them, hey, you need to go do t- go do keto. You have to go do strength training and interval training. You have to sleep seven hours. Like it's really so much more than just some blanket BS you know, health advice that, that, that doesn't necessarily apply to everyone.
1: I think that's really great. And it's really exciting and uh, definitely something I'd be interested in. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) You go, man. Yeah, we will. So, so Tracy, we're getting close to the end here. Let's pretend you and I are building a healthcare leadership coach course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the ABCs, of Tracy. And so I've got five questions for you, lightning round style, okay. followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Uh, sh- sure. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Uh, focus on the individual. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
0: Um, following a one size fits all plan or listening to
1: the latest fad. How do you stay relevant despite constant change?
0: Uh, read read, research, question, ask why.
1: What's one area of focus that drives everything in your work? Testosterone. And what is your number one success habit?
0: Uh, never give up, never quit, persistence, Love
1: determination, that. grit. Yeah. What, what uh, book would you recommend to the listeners?
0: You know, I, I think there are two books. One is Start With Why. And it's by uh, Simon Sinek. And it, it really talks about, you know, you, you need to really focus on your why. You know, what is it all about for you? And, and everyone's different. And I know my why. And everything I do, everything I I think about, I breathe, I eat, I sleep based on my why. And so um, I think that is really what drives my determination to, to wake up and uh, keep going hard every day. The second book would be How to Win Friends and Influence, people because I think that's a book that anyone and everyone can can gain some really great insight on just communication skills.
1: Outstanding. Folks, Dr. Tracy Gappin here. Great book recommendations. We built a little syllabus for you, full transcript. You can get all of these things at outcomesrocket.health. Just look up Tracy Gappin, G-A-P-I-N. You're going to find all that there. Excited for you to dive in further, hit rewind, because there were some really great pearls in this podcast. Uh, Before we conclude, Tracy, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you or follow you.
0: Yeah, sure. So I, I I would suggest all the guys out there, focus on how to optimize your health, not just get to baseline. You know, one thing we didn't talk about today is that testosterone levels are declining rapidly at, at a population level, and there's so much that needs to be done, and, and it's it's not just giving you testosterone. There's so much more than that. It's a whole body approach. And so I think optimizing your health is really something that uh, I think every guy needs to focus on. You can find me at my website is uh, com. That's uh, D-R-T-R-A-C-Y-G-A-P-I-N.com. And I also have a free download as an ebook called Edge Blueprint uh, that uh, goes through just a, a general uh, guide to how men can optimize their health and get their edge back. And that's at edgeblueprint.com. Again, edgeblueprint.com. That's a
1: free download. Love that, Tracy. So folks, we'll, uh, we'll have those links in the show notes for you. So just, just look them up. health. Look up GAPIN, G-A-P-I-N. Boom. And then you got a free ebook, a link to Tracy's website. Learn some more about how you could optimize your health instead of just hitting that baseline. Tracy, this has been inspiring. Really appreciate you spending time with us today.
0: Absolutely, Saul. I enjoy being here. Thanks
1: so much. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast.